So meditate now and think about that infinite love, immeasurable love, and the golden light that you radiate when you just wish everyone's happiness, because love defined as willing the happiness of others and yourself. Loving yourself is willing your happiness, insisting on it, actually, and theirs too, and bugging them until they're happy, actually, if necessary, and leaving them alone until they're happy if necessary, whichever way. And... Um, and right, immeasurable means you just go talk about outer body. You just become a golden globe yourself. You just feel like if you really elevate in that, you really. And they say an ancient thing that if there's a cobra and you're meditating and you're a monk or a nun in the jungle in India, and a cobra comes upon you, they won't bite you. They love. They'll see you as just a love bubble. If you're really meditating, the love immeasurable, just even at that stage. And then when you, the reason it goes into compassion is when you're sort of spreading your bubble to bring everybody into it, which you do, then you notice how some of them don't feel well. So then your bubble wants to add to the radiating happiness to them and having it take seed in them, you also want to remove any obstacle to the happiness of any suffering. And thus you're then compassionate and that becomes immeasurable and intensifies the love. Some people wrongly think you leave one state and go to the other, but you don't. You bring them with you. And then and then, that, then, when you do that, you notice that every being has somewhere in their cells, somewhere in their soul, somewhere deep in their mind, they have this sense of all rightness about them. They have this sense of being part of the universe. They sort of deeply know it, even though they don't know that they know it. They persuade themselves it's not so, and they have to worry about it because they feel so separated from everything. But you perceive in them a feeling of connection, even belief their consciousness, subliminal. And that gives you joy, and that's, that is joy. It's their joy, and you find that joy in them, even in the midst of whatever difficulties they have. And then your joy becomes immeasurable, which intensifies your compassion and intensifies your love. So then you're just bursting with love, compassion and joy and then you go to the equanimity where then you just go it throws in all directions and you totally love everyone and there's no one you don't love even the tyrant even the bad shooter even the bad governor even the bad politicians even the bad tyrants the soldiers who get dehumanized and go crazy and molest and harm and torture people and so on you love all of them anyway and you are this giant thing for love. And then you have to open your mind past nothingness. This is the big key one. Don't worry about it. When you expand toward infinity, you kind of reach a place where maybe, oh, if I go so huge, oh, I'll lose myself. Oh, maybe I won't ever find myself again. Maybe I'll be nothing. Maybe I'll just become, I'll fall into the abyss of nothingness. But then just remind yourself, news flash, nothing is nothing. It's a false limit you put around yourself of nothing. There is no nothing. There's no there in nothingness. There's no there there. There's no place in it. You never go there. You'll never lose yourself. You'll bring yourself with yourself always, everywhere. And you can become a huge being that... Is a big bubble for everyone. You have to do, you really have to work to imagine what a Buddha might be. 
That's the reason that even though they say it's inexpressible, they yak and yak and yak and these long text, texts and sutras, 1,500 pages, the Flower Ornament Sutra, Tom Cleary's translation of this marvelous Indian and Tibetan and Chinese thing, and um, called the Flower Ornament Sutra, and uh, called the universe seen that way by an expanded great being. And if you can imagine such a being, then you will decide and you realize that that kind of a being has said, well, there's many things I can't just by what I say, you can't really understand everything, blah, blah, blah. Words have limitations and so on and so on. But you can be just like me, they said. It's like, it's sort of like God saying, you can be God. You're going to be. Just, you know, have to work at it a little bit. Open your heart, you know. And you're, and you're like God, like Jesus. You can do it yourself. You have to. That's how you'll really be happy. And then you suddenly really, you have that invitation. Then you'll become determined. And that's called the conception of the spirit of enlightenment, of love and compassion for all life. And yourself becoming Buddha. Yourself. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, having to go find a Buddha. You be a Buddha for everybody. You're going to do it, and and uh, that's what you can learn step by step from Lama Tsutim and from whoever she recommends, and you can do it. And uh, it might not be just a weekend retreat. It might take a, a lifetime or two, but you know what? At the end of each lifetime, it's all been one split second. Everybody says, I don't really remember my past life, what it was like at the end. But everybody said everything flashes before your eyes in a split second. So from some angle, the whole life is a split second, even though we plod along through it. So try to live. I call it living with the infinite lifestyle. And try to break through what I call the terminal lifestyle, which is the American one, the materialist one. And it is like it. I couldn't use it as the title of my book, Infinite Life, that I wanted to have the subtitle, Breaking Free of the Terminal Lifestyle. Mm 